0: Welcome to a new episode of the NACF Podcast. And on today's episode with Senior Pastor Dr. Naidi M. Parson, we talk about managing failure. I mean, let's be honest, no one likes to fail. No one likes to not succeed. Failure is hard to deal with sometimes, but it's how we manage the failure. A couple key things to take from this is, what is the fruit from the failure? What did the failure teach me? what can I pass on to others from my failure to keep trying, no matter what it looks like. And if I can't control it, learn to manage it. It's because failure
1: gets in your head and and, and it comes a mindset and in the midst of so much success, those few failures just carry more weight. And then comparison is the friend of failure. Comparison and failure, they like to hang out together. So when you see what someone else has accomplished, it seems to erase what you have accomplished.
0: Before we get started with today's episode, we just like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We like to continue to spread the word of God through these podcasts, through our YouTube videos, even through our Facebook live streams. You can partner with us and sow a seed into this ministry. You can do it by Cash App. That's dollar sign new A, Aliante two A's. You can also do it by text. You can text New Antioch to 77977 or you can visit one of our websites for Central Campus that's newantioch.org or Aliante Campus newantioch-aliante.org and hit the donate button and you can click the tab and we'll be taken safely and securely to where you can donate and sow a seed. So we look forward to you partnering with us and help us to continue to spread the word of God now and on to our episode.
1: Starting at verse 61, it's on there on the screen. Y'all got me back in the day. It shall be on there on the screen. Let me get back in 2023. Amen. But I saw y'all back there. Some of y'all been raised in church. Somebody been raised in church. Amen. Luke 22, verse 61. Let's read together. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord. I'm sorry, the word the Lord had spoken to him before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Say that again. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Let's go to Matthew 27, starting at verse three, read together. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. I have sinned. He said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. Do that last line again. Then he went away and hanged himself. The last line of the other one says, and he went outside and wept bitterly. That was Peter. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And in Judas, it says, then he went away and hanged himself. Our topic this afternoon is managing failure. Managing failure. We are leveling up our management this month and we're ready for some new management. Is anybody else ready for some new management? Anybody realize I need a new manager? I need a new manager for my health. I need a new manager for my finances. I need a new manager for my mental health. I need a new manager for my, for, uh, my uh, physical fitness. I need a new manager for my spiritual growth. I just need a new manager. The old manager hasn't managed very well, and I'm looking to level up my management. So we're leveling up our management this month. And what most of us have found is that if we're going to level up, there are more things that need to be managed other than the spiritual, physical, financial, mental, emotional, relational, and social. I got some other stuff that I need to manage. If we're going to be the best version of ourselves, if we're going to have Christ truly be the head of our lives. And like I told y'all last time, somebody did it this weekend. First coming all, to God, who is the head of my life? And I looked at dude and said, no, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not if we're going to truly have Christ be the head of our lives, if we're going to make it through the process of change that we talked about last week, that pastor talked about last week, if we're going to survive the trauma of transformation, if we're going to make it through to the thrill of victory, we must learn how to manage the agony of defeat. Do you know how to manage failure? Because nothing beats a try like a failure. Nothing beats a try like a failure. I know, I know. The saying is nothing beats a failure but a try. I I, I know that. But maybe that's true if you're talking about just the act of failure. But when you're looking at the feelings that go along with failure, I found out in my life that nothing beats a try like a failure. Cause it's the try, it's 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 the try, it, it's the try, y'all. It's. It, it's the energy that went into the try. It, it, it's the faith that went into the try. It's it's the money that we spent on the try. It, 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 it's the time that we feel like we've wasted on the try. I don't know about you, but nothing beats a try like a failure, especially when it's been multiple failures, because multiple failures will make you stop trying. You know, there's that other saying too, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But the truth of the matter is, it's easier not to try than to try and fail. When it comes to how failure feels, nothing beats a failure but a try is not what I feel. What I feel is nothing beats a failure but success. I feel no don't, don't let be beat a failure like a success. But, but where there is no success, nothing beats another try like previous multiple failures. But let me stop and let all of you who've experienced failure know. Is it I got any 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 relatives up in here that 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 know about failure that, 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 that I was just wondering if I was in the room by myself. Y'all got anybody that can identify? Uh, 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 so let me stop and let all of you who have experienced failure know this. You're in good company. You're in good company. Don't feel bad about yourselves. I, I don't know any great people that have not also had some great failures. I don't know any great people that have not also had some great failures. Adam and Eve failed in the garden. Moses failed in obedience and in being overreactive. Aaron failed in leadership. David failed in morals. Elijah failed in standing under pressure. Jehoshaphat failed in his social connections. Samson failed in loyalty and self-control. Solomon failed in relational soul ties. Peter failed in his ability to stay faithful. Paul failed in his attitude and his arrogance. Most of the spiritual giants had their points of failure. Don't put preachers and pastors and ministers and prophets and leaders on a pedestal. We are human and we will fail you. Don't put undue expectations on your spouses and your parents and your children and your friends. They are human. They will fail you. And don't put so much pressure on yourself. You are going to fail at one point or another. Every great president, politician, public figure, sports hero, entertainer, all the folks that you admire and look up to have experienced some embarrassing failures. But we hate failure so much. We hate, we hate the debilitating effects of failure. Let me talk to you about the debilitating effects of failure. Failure, it, it takes your heart. It takes your fight. It ruins your self-esteem. It takes the joy out of life. It damages our faith. It makes us question if God is even real. And then if he is real, then what is wrong with me? What's What's missing in me? Failure gets into your head and it takes over. Failure is largely psychological. It it messes with your head. Failure, anybody ever fail? Failure is like a dark cloud. Even after years, it can still be a dark cloud every time you remember that that big failure. and It's like a heavy burden when you're going through something and week after week you experience a fail. Oh yeah, you and I ask God why? Why is it so ugly? I hate failure. I, I do. I hate failure. I hate failure. I hate failure. God, why is it that we hate failure so much? God said we hate failure so much because we were made for dominion. We were made to have dominion and failure goes against our human nature. I suppose to be falling like this. I have God put dominion in us, the ability to conquer and to rule in us. So when we fail, it just goes against everything in us, all of our human nature. And it's mostly a psychological attack because you can be very successful and still feel like a failure. Failure can become a mindset. Yes. In the midst of so much success, all you can see it sometimes is those few failures mm-hmm. that seem to carry more weight than all the wonderful things that you've accomplished. Sharon uh, and I were talking about sometimes we feel we know we've ministered well, then we see the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And we get overwhelmed with how we look on camera and forget all about the fact that God anointed us tremendously all the people that were blessed because because failure gets in your head and, and and it comes a mindset and in the midst of so much success those few failures just carry more weight and then comparison is the friend of failure comparison and failure they like to hang out together so when you see what someone else has accomplished it seems to erase what you have accomplished nobody would look at my life and, and imagine that i feel like a failure i got a phd had two successful careers successful ministry God has blessed the people that he's allowed me to pastor the folk that come out of New Antioch and three campuses and, and now three th- three campuses and now three counseling centers. And, and then nobody would ever think drive a nice car, live in a nice house. Matter of fact, I got three houses. And, 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 uh, you want, but but I fooled around and the house I'm in now is down the street from Canyon Ridge. And every time I drove past Canyon Ridge, I felt like a failure. Comparison. felt like a failure 63 years, 21 years of past three, I wasn't able to do that. Failure, it, it messes with your head. It, it messes in your head. You, you, you just see what somebody else has accomplished. That one that you went to school with and they wasn't half doing school. They was coming on the weekends while you was either sitting in church and studying because we did both or, or sitting in church or studying. You did this and now they're more successful. And even though you've had a great life and a successful life, you're a lawyer, but they own a law firm. Now you are thinking like you're a failure. Messes with your head. You feel the pain and the agony and the torment that comes with your failures. But y'all guess what? Failure ain't going nowhere. Failure isn't going anywhere. So either you're going to have to figure out how not to buy to it and not to live by it. You cannot bow to failure. You can't live by failure. Well, what do I do? You have to manage it. You got to manage it it's going to happen. Why do I have to fail? Three reasons. We're fallen. We have a choice and we have an enemy. We are fallen. We have a fallen nature. We have a nature that has fallen into sin. We got a sin nature. We made the whole earth be fallen because we messed up. So human beings have a fallen nature. As cute as my grandson is, he was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. He, 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 we, you are going to fail because you are fallen. This our nature. And we have a choice. It, it may different if we didn't have a choice. But because we got a fallen nature that makes a choice you're gonna fail Uh at some time or another you're gonna fail because you have a choice you're gonna fall because you choose to and we have an enemy We have an enemy and we're in a fight. The enemy is going to come at you and when he comes at you in this fight every now and then, there might be some failure. We're going to have to manage our failures because we're in this fight. We're in this fight because we're falling, because we have a choice, and because we have an enemy that don't have nothing else to do but mess around with you to get you to fail. We're in a fight. So we're going to have to learn how to manage failures. You know, the real difference between Peter and Judas, the scriptures that I wrote, read to you in the text, the difference in the outcome, the difference between Peter and Judas is how they manage their failure. It's how they manage failure. They both failed Jesus at the most critical time. They both could have been forgiven. And just moved on. But Judas let it kill his future. If he had just waited three more days. If he had just waited three days. He could have seen how his failure was part of the plan of God to save the entire world. He saw it as a failure, but it was simply a part of God's plan to save the entire world. And if he'd have hung on there at least three more days, he would have said that. Yes, he was as wrong as the day is long, but what he did was fixable. God fixed it in three days. What he did was fixable had he managed the failure. he if he could have managed it just a few more days he could have kneeled before the risen king and explained how he messed up and asked him for forgiveness but he mismanaged his failure now what Peter did was right in the face of his master you remember the scripture I read it said and Jesus looked straight at Peter that mean I heard you did you even knew me. Dude, you were the leader. Judas wasn't the leader. Dude, you was close in. Judas wasn't even in the close in. You're the leader, man. You were close in. And you said three times, you ain't even know him. Just to save yourself. Just because you were scared. But Peter managed the failure. He cried about it. Wept bitterly, but he decided to stay alive. He decided to stick around. He decided to face the other disciples. How hard must that have been? He had the chance, and then he had the chance to see the risen king and be reinstated and be able to try ministry again. Their different outcomes was all about how they managed their failure. So how do we manage Failure. First thing is you got to be repentant. God has been talking to New Antioch all year about repentance. Be repentant. Everybody say be repentant. Be repentant. 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 Say it again. Say it again. Repentance is the change of heart, mind, and direction. When you're repentant, when you fail, when you mess up, you need to ask yourself the hard questions first do you want to fail do you want to fail really do you want to fail did you really if you really look at it did you want to have sex with her or him or them Did you wanna eat that? Did ask yourself the hard question. <laughs> did did you want did you wanna fail? Did you did you did you wanna take that? Did you wanna spend that money? Did you wanna smoke? Did you wanna drink that night? Did you really want to? Mm. I messed up Friday night. I was doing good, too. But my sister reminded me of a party I was supposed to go to. Where the best cook in the city, her name was Faye, was cooking fried chicken and waffles. It to fail. Do you want to fail? Do you want to succeed? Do you really want to succeed? Because sometimes success costs you something. Do you want your marriage to succeed? Because that might mean you might change something. You might have to change something. You might have to put up with something. Do you really want to succeed on that job? Because that means you might have to work a little harder. Do you really want to succeed at school? Because that means you might have to buckle down and and get rid of some stuff and some distractions. Do you really want to succeed at getting rid of the addiction? Because that means you might have to do a program or it might mean you have to give up the Friday nights with the buddies do you want to succeed? Ask yourself. It's repentance. Repentance is you changing your heart, your mind, and your direction. Are you fighting a good fight? I say all the time, this, this, this fight with my health and with my weight, it's a fight every day. I'm fighting. It's a fight every day. And, and the preacher asked a question a few months ago, uh, are you fighting a good fight? I had to admit, I'm fighting, but it ain't a good fight. Yeah. Are you fighting a good fight? have you kept the faith do you really still believe that you can succeed in this have you kept the faith do you believe you can finish this do you believe you can do this or do you believe you can stop doing this have you kept the faith if you have not then repent for the lack of faith and change the direction of your disbelief stop believing that this is going to teach that just going to be you for the rest of your life you got to repent do you want to finish your course or have you already decided to quit? Got to be repentant. You have to manage the anger with God. How many of y'all, be honest with yourself, have sin- no, No, you sinned because you was mad. Okay. <laughs> Some people, you having sex mad. you mad with God. And it's almost like you... You're getting back at him. Yeah. Drank because you were mad. Yeah. Yeah. Hurting yourself because you're really angry with yourself. Yeah. Or you're angry. You're still angry with your mom. You're still angry with your dad. You need to manage the anger. Get a change in that. Get a repentance in that. God, I repent for this anger with you, with myself, with other people. And it might take some counseling. Yeah. For you to stop, for you to manage the anger that keeps you Failing, might take some counseling. ACS Counseling Center, 702-655-4227. Serving you at three locations. This is the one that got me. Repent for the ingratitude of comparison. Repent for the ingratitude of comparison. When you compare yourself and then feel uh, 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 like a failure and rest in that feeling of failure, you are n- telling God what all that you did for me it wasn't enough. I'm ungrateful. How dare I drive by a, a Canyon Spring, Canyon Ridge? All that God has done. A raggedy, shy little girl from the West Side like me. God raised me up. Give me a doctorate degree. Help me to plant these churches. Anoint me. Give me, give me wonderful people. And and, and he does not. I got. If you got five, some of us, you got five members. It's five members more than you deserve. If I had three members, it would be three members more than I deserve. And God took my life and and did something with my life and, and lifted me up. And, and I got the nerve to be mad because I drive by Canyon Ridge and I wasn't able to build a church like that. How ungrateful. What? Ingratitude to compare yourself as good as God has been to you. You are ungrateful. and sitting up somewhere feeling like a failure. See ingratitude of comparison. Repent. Repent of the bitterness, because multiple failures make you bitter. Repent of the rebellion, because failure is usually associated with you doing something God told you not to do. Most failures are associated with you doing something God told you not to do. You did it anyway. Repent of your rebellion. And repent of the arrogance of thinking that you were above it. The only reason we get caught up and toe up in failure is because we thought we were better than that. How arrogant of you to think all the rest of us is is born in sin, shaping in iniquity. And some kind of way, though, you were better than the rest of us. And and it's just devastating because you experienced a failure. How arrogant of you to think you were above this. It's the pride. It's the pride. It's the pride. pride. And it takes humility to manage failure. You had to bring yourself down and say, God, this is who I am without you. I'm not shocked. This is exactly who I am without you. And this is who I'm going to be if you don't help me. I need your help, God. It takes a humility to manage your failure. So repentance is vital in managing failure if you're ever going to get back to success. And then God, God gave me this revelation he said, repentance always releases grace. You, you got to be repented because repentance will release grace. It releases the grace of God. Not only the grace of forgiveness and cleansing, so we already know that we uh, when we're repentant, that the grace of God is released and He forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But that's not the only, that's not the only side of grace. The other side of grace is an ability to do. God gives us the grace to pastor. He gives you the grace to get through a certain trouble. He gives you a grace to get through the trial. So so when when you repent. It will release the grace so that you'll be able to do what you failed to do before. So whatever it is I've been struggling to do and I've been failing, when I say, God, I'm sorry for all of this. I'm going to change my mind and heart and direction. And now, God, I'm going to do this thing your way. The minute you repent, it releases the grace to be able to do what you couldn't do last week. Repentance is necessary because it releases the grace of God. So be repentant, be repentant. Everybody say, be repentant. repentant. The first one is be repentant. Second one is be reflective, be reflective. What did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? Go back over what happened right before you made the mistake or the misstep. What was happening right before that? How did I get here? Where did I misstep? You got you to be reflective. What were the days like even before that? So I, I fell into sexual sin, but what, why did I do that? I, I th- what was happening before that? Oh, I know what happened before. I had a real stressful day at work. And then I didn't have anybody to talk to that night. And then the whole next week I felt lonely. And then he called. Be reflective. What happened? What were you feeling? Sometimes it's the months before that. You know, three months ago, I had that dream. The devil got me on that one time. I had a dream. And then that dream created some feelings. And then that happened. uh, Be reflective. What were you feeling? What was the devil saying? What was the devil saying? You 63 years old. You ain't got nothing done yet. What was the devil saying? Everybody else getting ready with it. Just keep it to yourself. God forgave you last time. Just one more time. Just one more time. One more time and you're going to be done. What was the devil saying? What was he saying? Who were you with? If this is the group of people you always mess up, if you got multiple failures, and just think, be reflective. Who was I with? Last? You know, that's who I was with. And anytime I mess up on my diet, I ain't going to call no names, but anytime I mess up on my diet, I'm with one of three people. Every time, it's going to be one of them three people. And sometimes it's the same person just with a different name and different face. Right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Then you got to be reflective, re-reflective. What was so tempting about that? Why did you want that that bad? Because yeah. yeah. you came to church and said, God, you, you're saving. God, do this, God, do this. And I know God wants me to do this and God wants me to do that. But, but, but I, I slipped up, I messed up. What, what was so tempting? And it might not be a temptation. It might be something that you're just trying to do. Just God told you, you know, go to school or God told you to open the business. And God told you, what is it that went wrong? Did I do it according to plan? Did, what, 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 ask yourself the hard questions. There's, there's a, a book by John Maxwell. It's called Sometimes We Win and Sometimes We Learn. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And if you learn, you know, the the term is sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But he says sometimes you win, but sometimes you learn. Because you don't lose if you learn. And being reflective. I have it in my book, conviction without conversion equals condemnation. Meaning if I get convicted and I feel bad about something, but there's no change that happens after that, then I'm just condemned. But if you learn... What is it that I do do different? Because see, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I don't have to be in this state and feel condemned. Remember, repentance releases grace. And the grace is going to help me to be successful where I was not successful before. So be reflective so you can be corrective. Be reflective so you can be corrective because repentance includes a change in direction. You have not completely repented until you do something different. You might just need to do something different. You got to change the way you manage failure. And when you change the way you manage failure, you don't even look at it as failure anymore. You look at it as feedback. Tell somebody it's not failure, it's feedback. It's feedback. It's telling you that didn't work. That's all they're saying. Uh, That didn't work. And that didn't work. That was not effective. You should have some fruit of failure. The fruit of failure. What is the fruit of your failure? What did you get from it? What did you learn from it? What did this failure produce? My first book, I Don't Know How to Stop, is the fruit of my failure. I learned everything in that book. I didn't learn it from being successful. I learned it from failing. Your book is the fruit of your failures, your song, the fruit of your failures, your testimony is your ministry, is your mission. The fruit of your failure is it, it, all everybody that gets saved from your testimony. Brother Terry, everybody that gets saved from the testimony is the fruit of your failure. I failed and I messed up and then God brought me back. But look what I did with what I learned about it. Now I can give it to somebody else and I got some fruit from my failure. Do not leave this life without making fruit from your failure to do that you got to be reflective and sometimes let me tell you the difference between that didn't work versus that doesn't work because sometimes it it could be that it didn't work this time but it's a good plan or it could be that your approach doesn't work at all And you need to switch up your plan. So when you get reflective, think about it. Is this uh, that didn't work, but I need to try it again? Or is it that that doesn't work and I need to do something else? It, 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 It could be either way, but you've got to be reflective. And what we say here over at New Antioch is ask God what to do and do exactly what he said. Ask God what to do and do exactly what he said. So as you're being reflective, ask yourself, did I do exactly what he said? Yeah, yeah. Cuz partial obedience is disobedience. I did it, I tried, I worked, but did you do exactly what he said consistently? Be reflective. And then if you after you do all that, You say, now God, give me the strategy that you're going to bless. Give me the strategy you're going to bless. I see where I did. I see who I was with. I see how I did wrong. I see how I got there. I see what did. God, give me the strategy that you're going to bless. But to do that, you got to be reflective. So be what? And be. The third one is be relentless. Be relentless. Don't give up until your change comes. Keep at it be relentless why do I need to be relentless one because your enemy is relentless he's just gonna keep on coming he just will not quit he gonna throw at you the same stuff cause the same stuff still works it worked on you when you were 17 so he brought it back when you were 23 and he worked when you were 23 so he brought it back when you was 37 and it worked when you was 37 the same stuff still works he is relentless that fool is not gonna Give up. He don't have anything else to do. The enemy is playing the long game, Sharonda he's playing the long game y'all know what the long game is right in in golf you got a short game and a long game that long game is those long strokes that you hit that that need to go 100 yards but but the short game is the little putts and what we doing is we on the green making a little putt sometimes you got a good long game but a bad short game or sometimes you got a a, a bad the, the other way but the devil is not playing a short game with you he's playing a long game he's looking way to the future it's never about today your failure is not about today your failure is not about what you did last thursday for his mind is never about today it's about your life and sometimes the only time it's about today if he's going to try to kill you today but even then if he try to kill you today it's not about just your life he's talking about how many souls can he keep out of the kingdom if you fail until you give up He's playing a long game. He's playing a kingdom game. He's trying to send folk to hell and you're trying to get folk to heaven. So even though he can't get you, I'm not going to backslide at this time. I'm going to heaven. I'm, that part is straight. But if he can get me caught up in cycles of failure till I give up trying, then that's how many souls can he keep out of heaven? How many souls can he get to send to hell because you playing a short game and he's Playing a long game, if I can get you caught up in failure so that you stop trying, I can stop you from being effective and get more folk to go to hell. Yeah. He playing a long game, and you tripping and you crying because you failed today. You playing a short game, baby. It ain't about today. It's about getting you to quit so that you can't be effective and so the demons are relentless demons are relentless you know what else why you got to be relentless because your flesh is relentless it will never get enough it will never get enough i know you said this was the last time you're gonna get drunk it ain't gonna have enough you said it was the last time you were going to have this little sex binge. I'm just going to go on and do this and go on this vacation. And, and then and then I'm going to come and be with the Lord. And I'm not, it's not going to be enough. It ain't going to be enough. I'm, the, I'm just going to eat this. I know because I, I'm just going to eat this tonight. They done bought me this cake up over here. And this, I'm just going to eat this tonight. It will never be enough. The flesh is relentless. It's in a fallen, depraved, depraved state. And it will never get enough of sin. No matter how hard it gets, y'all know, y'all see them, you see them out there now. Some of them out there now, wet and tired, but their flesh still wants that drug. They not, they not getting ready to go. It's hard out there. They're hungry, they wet, they tired, or they hot, uh, whatever. They, they burn all their bridges. It's hard out there. But no matter how hard it gets, their flesh still wants that drug. It never gets enough. No matter how hard it gets. So you got to be relentless. So, your enemy is relentless. Your flesh is relentless. But guess what? Your help is relentless. Your help is relentless. My help comes from the Lord. That he is relentless. He is reckless in his love for you. He is relentless in his fight for you. I gotta be relentless because my help is relentless. The Holy Ghost in me is relentless. The God that I serve is relentless. He is never gonna stop fighting for me. Can I talk about the relentlessness of God? It's all in his word. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, I've loved you with an everlasting love. He said, nothing can separate us from the love of God. He said his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Your help is relentless. He said no weapon formed against you will prosper. He said his mercy would endure forever. He said if you're troubled on every side but not in distress. You're perplexed but not in despair. You're persecuted but not forsaken. You're cast down but not destroyed. Your help is relentless. He said surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life he said he gives his angels charge over you for all of your ways he said behold i am with you always even until the end of the earth he says he always calls us us to triumph in christ jesus your help is relentless So I got to be relentless. So I will never give up. I will never give in. I will not quit. I'm relentless. I will not throw in the towel. I will not throw in the towel. Throwing in the towel is a boxing term. You only throw in the towel when you lose hope on winning. And staying in is only gonna cause more damage. So the guy in your corner, he sees that you ain't gonna win this, and the longer I let you stay in here, the more damage it's gonna cause. So they throw in the towel. But but you know I like I like those Rocky series, and in Rocky three. Apollo Creed was in the ring, and Drago, the big Russian, was killing him. And he realized, this wasn't no game no more. But he looked at his corner, because Rocky is ready to throw in the towel. He looked at his corner, and he said, do not stop this fight, no matter what. He said it twice, no matter what. In other words, he's saying, I'll die before I quit. I'll die before I quit. He was relentless. I'm staying in this ring. I'm not throwing in the towel. If it kills me, I'm going to die fighting. And then you go to Rocky four. This time is Rocky in the ring with big old Russian Drago mm-hmm. and, and Rocky every round, he getting knocked down, but he getting back up. Yeah. He getting knocked down, but he getting back up. Yeah. He getting back down. Maybe they knock him down, they knock you down five times in the first round, but you keep getting back up. Yeah. Then you might get knocked down, we talking about failure. You might get knocked down six times in the second round, Ten times in the third round, it don't matter if it's 15 times in the seventh round, as long as you keep getting back up, and so I'm watching it, and you know in those dudes, you never know if they're going to win or lose. you know you usually they win, but then sometimes they'll do a little twist and the guy lose, and you know, like Apollo Creed lost and, and Rockies lost a few and, 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 and so you are we, we sitting at the theater, we're in it. who gonna win this fight? We're in it, Rocky. Just keep getting back up. We, 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 we're in it. We're worried. We're concerned. But there was one person, maybe watching the film with us. There was one person in the theater. And while all the folks, are watching, trying to see is Rocky gonna get killed? Is he gonna quit? he gonna quit? And there's one person that's in the theater that is never worried, that was never concerned, that never had any anxiety, that never had any worry. You know who that person was. It was the guy who wrote the script. It was a guy who wrote the script was never worried the guy who wrote the script knew how this thing was gonna turn out the guy who wrote the script said as long as rock it, keep getting up like i wrote it the guy who wrote the script was never worried i came by to tell you this afternoon that the guy who wrote your script is relentless he is not worried he know how it's gonna turn out he knows what your life is gonna It's already been laid. He's already written your ending. And you're going to win. The fight is fixed. All you got to do is keep getting up. Woo, it's good to me. For who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Your help is relentless. So in your process of change, there will be some failures. But you're under new management and your new manager happens to be the same guy. Who wrote the script. So all you got to do is keep getting back up. Whether it's something you're trying to do or something you're trying to stop doing. Whatever failure you've been dealing with. Manage it well. In order to get to success, you've got to manage failure. And how do we do that? Be repentant. Be reflective. Be relentless. Be repentant. Be reflective. Be relentless. Because your help is relentless. There's no shadow. You won't light up. No mountain. You won't climb up If you're here today, if you're listening to my live stream, God sent this word so you won't give up. God sent this word so that you will know this fight is fixed. You're going to win this thing. So if this is you today, if there's a struggle, if there's a thought to quit, no matter what your struggle might be, If there's something you just seem to keep failing at, at, the altar is open for you today. We're going to pray. Pray for your strength to stand the fight. Pray for your success. Pray for God to release the grace so you won't stop, start, so you can stop failing in this area. Ask God to release the grace so that you can accomplish that thing that you've been trying to accomplish. Come let us pray for you. When you come to this altar, you're saying, God, I, I thank you for sending me this word today, and I'm gonna give you my life and let you manage it. I'm gonna manage these failures better. I'm going to be stronger in this. I know that you're unrelenting, you're relentless, and I'm going to be relentless, God. I'm staying in this fight. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on if that's you today. Don't worry about it. I'm not sure I want to succeed. Well, come on. Let us pray for that. Maybe I do want to fail. That's all right. Come on. We'll pray for that too. That God take. You can't do this on your own. You got to humble yourself. Some of you are back there now and you know this word was for you. You know you need prayer. You know you need help. But you're not moving because it takes humility to manage your failure so stop being full of yourself (laughs) say God I know it's me it's me it's me it is me humble yourself so that you can come get this grace see that's why you need it because this repentance releases the grace to do what you need to do and I declare you'll be able to do what you haven't been able to do thus far because the grace, hallelujah the grace of God is being released right now while you're on this altar saying Lord I'm sorry I've tried to do this on my own but now God I need your help I need your strategy I need you to tell me what to do I need your instruction Father in the name of Jesus if you're listening by live stream the same thing pray right where you are I'm praying for you too you came across this video on purpose on purpose I don't ever want to see you wear that shirt again I want you to take out every negative, talking, defeated piece of, of T-shirt, hat, shoe that you have. That is not you. All right? Call Renee. We got all kind of real positive shirts you could be wearing. Get that stuff off of you. I don't know if anybody fo- have fools with you with anything that's not Christian, no crystals and all that kind of stuff we're going to have, a, gonna have a, a, a altar called one of these days y'all going to bring me all that stuff put this mess on the altar so don't let anybody bring you anything yet. your answer is God so I know sometimes the things young people wear sometimes things adult wear really how you feel but you need to even watch what you put on your body because that's not your future and that's not your best life but God got a best life for you so I need you to keep fighting for me alright baby All right, all right, I like that smile. Hallelujah. Some of you need to start by giving your life to Christ. That's where you need to start. And so whether you're listening by live stream or you're here, if you have not really accepted God into your life, if you haven't said that initial yes to him, we're going to pray this prayer together right now. And if you mean this prayer in your heart, some of you, it's a rededication. If you mean this prayer in your heart, we believe that God will change something in you this very moment. So everybody say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Take over the management of my life. Save me and I'll live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name, amen, amen. Anybody in here that prayed that prayer for the first time or rededicated your life today, amen. There's a book I want you to have that's going to tell you all your next steps, and we'd love to be your church family. you need to be in a church family. If you're listening by live stream, put in the comment section that I prayed the prayer today. I'm saved now. I've accepted Jesus. Tell me what my next steps are, and somebody will be there. Uh, to do that for you and get that book to you. It's called Salvation 101, How to Be Saved. Amen. Amen. That's our service for today. Thank God for his word and his presence on today. So if you didn't have the opportunity to give If you came in after the offering and didn't have an opportunity to give, it's going to come up on the screen how many different ways you can give. You might just want to sow into this word today and say, that was for me, I came to that church, and that's just what I needed to hear. And I just want to sow into what this ministry is doing. So those are the ways that you can give. Uh, right there on the screen and if you have your offering envelope if you do need to offer an envelope or would like to use a debit or credit card they are available just raise your hand or the debit credit card is right here to my right and you can give on today don't forget we are still going for 200 souls to pray that prayer that I just prayed with you that God will give you a divine uh, appointment and there'll be somebody out there that uh, you'll s- strike up a conversation with them and realize they need the Lord and be able to pray that prayer um, just to get all you do is is make sure they believe in Jesus and ask him into their heart if you get that far God will take the rest of the way. And what we have is we have our Just One scan cards. Uh, I'll have these at the door on your way out. Just, Just in case, take a card with you. If they scan this, it will take them to our website, and they can get connected with the church, find out information about the church. But if you get them to say the prayer, Or lead them to say the prayer. And then just let them scan that. Then we can take it from there. Make sure they get that book. And then they'll have, if they want a church family, they'll know how to get to us. So I'll have these cards uh, at the door. We're going to get to that goal Uh, We're more than halfway there, but we want 200 souls that we can say, God, this is what we did with the year. We got 200 people to accept you into their heart. He'll take it from there. But maybe they really didn't get saved. That's not your business. All you get to do, all you do is give them Jesus and let them accept him and he will take it from there. Amen. Other than our regular services, uh, if we have other things, Pastor Sharonda is going to come. Uh, but on September the 2nd, all the, all the every one of my birthdays, uh, that's my birthday weekend. My birthday is actually on the 3rd. But I like to pour into other people, to use that time to pour into other people. This time I'm pouring into those who are pastors or who... Um, feel a call to ministry or pastoring. It may be ministers. I'm going to teach and leaders. Any leaders can also uh, take this. But so often pastors get in a pulpit and they haven't had any training and God is calling me in this season in my life to at least pour out what I do know. So, uh, the courses, you can take one course, uh, for $25 or you can take all of them, um, uh, for and stay with us for the day. But I'm going to be teaching the basics of pastoral counseling that if God has called you into counseling, I'm going to kind of take you through the basics so that when people sit down to talk to you, you kind of know what you're doing. And, uh, then the second class is going to be called gypsies, tramps and thieves. Is how to protect yourself from people that will threaten your your you personally uh, or your ministry as a minister. You got to be careful who is who's in your life and who you let in your life. Uh, some people God got to deal with, and you need to know when you're in over your head. Uh, I'm going to teach you how to identify certain kind of people. And then uh, pastoral preaching or a teaching, going to teach people how to open the Word of God and pull out the the, the uh, important things, pull out the things you can share with people and study. And uh, this is going to teach pastors how to write, how to do a series um, but that, but again, if you're just interested in that and how to do that, how to teach a series. So you might want to do a workshop and it shows you how to pull the, the points out, uh, in, in a series. And then the last one, all, uh, many of you might be interested in is a leadership course on communication, connection, casting vision, and buy-in. How do I communicate what God is calling me to do? How do I connect with people? Uh, how do I, uh. Uh, cast vision and share with somebody. You might be sitting next to a millionaire on the way somewhere, uh, and they they decided because you know millionaires do stuff like like decide to sit and coach. Uh, but you might be sitting in first class. Don't let me say it like that. You might be in first class with somebody, uh, and they ask you, "What do you do? What is what? You know, tell me about that. Can you tell somebody?" You never know who you' are gonna meet, who can be the funding for your, for the thing that God is calling you to do. How do I communicate that? That's what that last class is gonna be about. So, uh, the uh, the flyers that they had out there. Go go on the website, or you can text me. Go on the website, but it's uh, all Dr. Parson. My company's called Away with Words. A w w w d r p a r s o n at uh at weebly.com uh and register but mostly go on our website and send it to a minister you know send it to somebody that's up and coming send it to a pastor a young pastor or or an old pastor send it to somebody that you know and let's get it out there because it's going to upbuild the kingdom amen amen god bless you i enjoyed you all today i pray that word settles in your heart that's why i had you repeat it so you can settle it in your heart and let's win this thing amen Amen. God bless you, Pastor Sharonda. Amen.
2: Let's thank God for our pastor on this afternoon. That was good. That was good for all of us. What was it? Be what? Be and did everybody say it? Let's say it one more time, cause y'all was helping somebody. They forgot that fast. Say it again. Be, be, be. All of them, y'all. Let it. Let it sink in. Let it be good seed. That you'll bring forward some fruit from that from that seed. And so we just thank God for, for our pastor on this afternoon. I do believe that that is all that we have. She'll have the just one cards at the door. And so get your just one. Um, also for everybody that is on staff here. Everybody that's on staff. Next Sunday right after church we're going to have an all staff meeting. If you work in any department in any way. Be prepared to stay after church on next Sunday. We're going to have an all staff meeting. Uh, meeting, leadership team. We will be staying after on today. Um, but I think that that is all that we have. Let's stand up as we prepare to leave out on today. I'm trying to think. I think that's all that we have, uh, for today. Let us pray on now. Father God, we just say thank you for the word on today. We said, thank you. Oh God, for your reminder. Oh God, thank you that you love us so much that you keep on perfecting your way in us. And so I say thank you, O God, and declare that we are better because of the word that you have delivered on today. Let us walk in it. Let us remember it. Let us live in it, God. And so we just say thank you that we are repentive. We are reflective. And we are relentless because we serve a relentless God. And so send us out into this week. Let us be mindful and looking for that just one. Don't allow us to shy back from a conversation about you. But let us eagerly share you, oh God, with those in our house and those who we come across as we come and as we go. And so we just say thank you now, God. Bless us. Bless our city. Bless, oh God, California, oh God, as we brace for a storm. Bless Las Vegas. And those, oh God, who do not have shelter, oh God, we thank you that you are making a way from them for them and that the city is pulling them in into a safe place, that they are coming out of the drainage canals, God, that no life, oh God, is is, is lost because of this storm. And so we just say thank you for mercy because you're a merciful God. You're a good God and you're a loving God. And so we just bless you right now. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and thank you, God. Y'all love on somebody.
0: Pastors in Training with Dr. Naida M. Parson, happening September the 2nd. Courses include Basics of Pastoral Counseling. Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. How to protect you and your ministry. Pastoral preaching and teaching. Leadership, communication, connection, casting vision, and buy-in. Offered in person and on Zoom. $25 per course, $75 for the entire day. This will be held at ACS Community Center, 2917 West Washington Avenue, 89107. Register at www drparson.weebly.com for more information text 702-812-1174 calling all young men for the battle begin actively training to live in excellence September the 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. put on by our very own Dr. O.P. Yner. The Battle what is your battle? Speakers include Robert Twix Taylor, Pastor Marias Richardson, Sr., Pastor Keith Calhoun II, Mr. Keith Bowens of Bully Busters, Pastor Jeremy Williams. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's n e w a n t i o c h dot org, or for our Aleante campus, you can visit us at newantioch aleanteorg That's n e w a n t i o c h a l i a n t e. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to seven seven nine seven seven. For Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.